Hello and welcome Read, Pray, Share family. Thank you for joining us for another Read, Pray, Share podcast. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Sean Pierce from the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy. And boom, here we go. So, first question. And this is for people who've been, who've been walking with us this time. Uh, from 2020 into 2021 and those as such. What are three to five things you learned in Bible study from 2020 that you are taking with you into 2021? And so we're gonna open the floor for uh, maybe five people or so, because we wanna we wanna wanna move forward with the lesson. But um, we give, we're gonna give each other a quick little two minutes or so to uh, think about what are three to five things that we learned in Bible study uh, last year. Um, and that we're going to take with us into this new year. Um, while we're waiting, I hadn't already just just thought of it, but I know I know I'm gonna just speak on what I'm taking into 2021 with me as far as anything that we've studied. I think the most prevalent thing is uh, my prayer, my prayer life. Uh, the Bible said that Jordan led maybe I think once like two weeks ago. That was that was big for me. That was big for me. It taught me how to really break down how my prayers should go. And um, how how much authority I should have in 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 my prayers that knowing knowing the relationship that I have with God, um, knowing the relationship that I have with God, making sure that my will aligns with His will, uh, so that when I'm praying for the things that I know that only He can provide, I have faith that He's gonna provide it. And so uh, I think that's 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 one of the biggest things that I'm taking. I'm gonna just do three because I want I want to open up for everybody else. I think another one was forgiveness. Not only forgiving others, but forgiving myself for a lot of the things that uh, that, that I would do. Because because God shows us grace and mercy, and uh, forgives us, doesn't doesn't hold a, a a running record of any of our sin. Uh, he loves us so much that he that he he sees fit to wake us up every day to give us another opportunity to get closer to Him. Um, forgiveness was huge. Forgiveness was huge. It, it opened up a lot of um, it opened up the floodgates for a lot of growth to happen within my life. Forgiveness and so prayer, forgiveness. Let's see, the last thing. Last thing. For sure, for sure, I'm, I'm gonna go with tithing. I'm gonna go with tithing because uh, it taught us more so about, and really a lot of the stuff that we, we talked about was about the heart, but it taught us that with understanding that everything that God provides you, any resource, whether that's money, whether that's your time, your energy, anything it, it it just taught us to understand like the act of of showing an active faith is by giving up that first 10 percent off top like you just know this ain't about me god just blessed me boom i want to i want to bless somebody else with my time with, with, with whatever money that, that that god allowed me to have with whatever resources that god allowed me to have i want to just just give because it's, it's so much better to be a giver than a receiver and so uh those three things prayer Forgiveness and tithing are three of the huge things that I'm taking into 2021 with me as I continue the journey. And so now I'm gonna open up the floor for anybody else. Let's 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 do five people. Let's do five people. If you have something that you want to speak about that you know that you took from 2020 as far as Bible studies that you're taking into 2021, let's let's open up the floor for you to uh, to speak about it. So I'm gonna mute myself, and uh, you guys, you guys, uh, be free to share. Um, okay, um, I have one. I have one. Uh, it was about staying rooted 
and that was um Matthew 13 20 24 through 30 I think I mentioned this before and just basically like as you mature in Christ your application uh should mature as well so that was something that really uh stuck with me about staying um intentional in my like commitment to Christ so yeah that was one for me that's big that's big anybody else I see Darshay saying commitment not being bound by the past amen and then having grace for others that's big that's big that's two people okay who who, who I think I saw Tiffany on the speak um, I was going to say that my two two of the ones that I'm taking into the year were the same as you is my uh, commitment to remember to give back his 10% with my time and my money. Um, so making sure I'm spending more time in his word for sure. Um, also great being gracious to others is another one I'm taking it and then just continue to uh, walk in forgiveness. I think that's a, another one for me. And then one I, I said already was just tapping into the spiritual gift that God has given me, um, like not putting it on the back burner and, and not being afraid or shy or scared to, you know, shine in that light that God has given me. So those are the things that I'm taking into the new year. Uh, for me, it was um, actually the last, the last Bible study that we had. Uh, that Jorian went over when he talked about prayers and the types of prayers and um, money and how we should use our money, like spending, saving, and giving. Uh, and that's what I was the first thing I wrote, I wrote tithing, my prayer, and uh, me being intentional and for forgiving others because um, I think that was something I struggled with at one point. So just being able, because it's been easy for me to forgive myself, but uh, but to forgive others, that was something that was hard for me to do. So that's something that I'm definitely taking into this year. And then the last thing that I wrote was time and how um, we can get a lot of things back, but time is something that we can't get back. So that's, that's, that, that was actually the major one for me, time. So that's mine. That's big. That's big. We got, we got room for one more person before we get started. Anybody else want to share? I'll go. I'll for sure say um, prayer, definitely prayer, and then um, just consistency and purpose. That's big. That's big. That's big. And so, as we move forward with the okay, I got some FaceTimes happening. Um, as we move forward, I'm gonna introduce our teacher for today. Um, introduce the, 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 the scripture that he'll be covering, and then I'll, I'll open it for him. And so uh, this morning, we're going to be blessed by Brother Sean. Uh, he, he's going to be covering First Peter chapter 4. Um, the lesson is about living for God. And so uh, I think he has a great message that he's going to give us as far as uh, how we should be approaching this new year. And so, Brother Sean, I'll leave the floor over to you. Okay, cool. So, so the scripture for today is coming from First uh, Peter chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. And so first and foremost, uh, for everybody that shared and everybody that didn't share, but I know that y'all have grown. Um, I know that y'all y'all are taking in some things from, from the last Bible studies from, from last the last nine months, and y'all are taking some of that stuff into to this new year. And so first and foremost, um, I want to say I'm proud of everyone. I'm proud of everyone that, that you know, did what the word said. 
you listened to the word, you understood the word, and most importantly, you became you became a doer of the word. And so I know a lot of people are wondering, like, why, why do we start this off different? Why are we doing something different? Why are we not opening the floor for discussion? Uh, but it's the big reason why we're going to get to that. So today is the first Bible study of 2021. Um, and we know that our phrase for this year is buckle up. And so our phrase for going into this new year is buckle up. And I wanted to start off by talking about buckle up. Um, and if you were on the last couple of lives, you've seen that we brought that, somebody brought that phrase up. And if you were on the live on Thursday night, Ham brought it up. Um, and what's crazy about Ham bringing that up was Ham really painted a picture that I had already been uh, journaling and visioning about um, when I came up with this phrase, when God gave me this phrase. And he actually painted the picture perfectly. And what's crazy is Ham didn't know anything about the picture that I had already had in my head. He didn't know what buckle up really meant from me. I was going to wait for today to actually give you all what buckle up really meant. But he actually painted a picture for us. And so the first reason why we have to buckle up for 2021 uh, is due to all the transformation, all the growth um, that all of you just mentioned that y'all had in 2020. Um, and through that, because y'all are obedient and because y'all y'all took the time to get to know y'all's father, y'all took the time to lay that foundation, you have to know that James 125, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, but doing it, they'll be blessed in what they do. So yes, we've got to buckle up because God's going to bless us. He promised that. He said, if we do what he says, we'll be blessed in all that we do. And so, yeah, buckle up because you're going to receive some blessings. He's going to bless us. He's going to do for us what he's already been doing. He's going to give us um, uh, the things that we're, that we're seeking, the things that we have desires uh, for. He's going to bless us. But for me, the reason why I came up with this phrase, buckle up, is for this reason. Not only for what God is going to do for us and through Repray Share, but what God is going to do through us and require for us to do for his people. That's the biggest part for me. Uh, the second reason is important to me because last year, yeah, we took the time to lay that foundation. We took the time to strip ourselves and allow God to get us ready to go into this new year. And that was shown through the responses that y'all just gave. And also, if you were with Repray Share in December, it was shown through all the Repray Share experiences that were given. Um, so, yeah, this year we're going to continue to be pruned. We're going to continue to be made ready. We're going to continue to be allow God to use us as tools for his kingdom. But for me to you, God's going to require us to be a blessing, not just by the money that we give, the time that we spend with others, but most importantly, by being a blessing to the world by the way that we live on a day-to-day -day basis. He's going to require us to not only know all the things that we just talked about and, and, and know, you know, how to forgive and all that type of stuff. But he's going to require us to live out everything that we studied in 2020. All the Bible says that we went over, all the things that, that Jorian and, and Ham uh, and Shay and Willie and Dom and Ali, all the things that they gave us as tools, he's going to require us to use those tools. And so, and, and and I know when I say that he's require us to be used. I, I, 
some of us know when I say, hey, JoJo, you're going to be used or hey, so-and-so, I don't know if I if I know enough to do that. I don't know if 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 he if he's pruned me enough to do so. Well, I want to remind you that First Corinthians one verse twenty seven through twenty eight paraphrase says God doesn't call the qualified, but He qualifies the call. Who is called? Those He chooses, and so. Before we get into today's lesson, I just want to give you this real quick, if that's you. Listen, it's not about your ability. It's about your availability. Are you making time for God to use you? Are you giving your life, are you committing your life for him to use you? It's not about are you able to do so. It's about, it's not about, you know, how much ability you have or if you're good enough to do so. It's about are you available for God to use you in the way that he needs you to be used? All right. And so the reason why we're going into first Peter and we're not starting at, at chapter one, we're starting at chapter four is because I didn't want to go into the new year. Um, giving anybody any more of the things that we did in 2020. I didn't want to give us any more of, you know, why do we need a tithe or, why do we need a heart check or uh, why do we need to save ourselves from marriage or why do we need to forgive? Why do we need to show grace? I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about that right now for the first time going into 2021. I wanted to give us something that is not just going to help us, but is going to allow us to be able to bless others. And that is by living our day-to-day lives for God, allowing others to experience God through us by the way we live. And so first Peter chapter four, one through 11, Peter is writing to Christians. He's writing to people of God, encouraging them to remember that they are chosen people. That God chose them, that they are a part of God's family, that they are chosen people. And that it is a must that they continue to live holy lives through the good times and even through the times of suffering. Now, what do I mean when I say living holy lives? If you were with us, the last couple of weeks, living holy, talked about in First Peter chapter 1, living holy is equals committed lives to Christ. Living holy does not mean that you're not a sinner, that you don't sin, that you don't fall short. Living holy equals a committed life to Christ. All right, so we're going to go through uh, 1 through 11, and we're going to break this up in two parts. We're going to break it up from 1 through 6 and 7 through 11. And so 1 through 6 reads, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their lives, the earthly lives, for evil desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans do choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, uh, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to them, to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, 
so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but living, but live accordingly to God in regard to the spirit. And so the first thing I want to talk about right here is the first thing that we see in verse one. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, they arm yourselves all to because whoever suffered was sin. And so suffering, Peter is warning us off the dribble, chapter four. As we strive to live for God, the first thing we have to understand is there's going to be some suffering. And I know the word suffering kind of scares you when you first hear, like, to suffer? Wait, hold on, time out. What you mean, suffer? Um, but one thing that we have to understand is that Matthew 11, uh, 5 through 10, if you've been with us, when we study the Beatitudes, it says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven which means you'll be blessed when you suffer for living for God. When you're living for God and, you're, and, and, you, and you have to suffer, you have to endure some stuff, you'll be blessed because so. And I love this because it talks about, uh, uh, it talks about doing something that people would, most people, would, it would scare them. It talks about suffering. And it says to suffer, but because we are children of God, when we suffer for his purpose, we are blessed and not only blessed in, 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 in our everyday lives, but it also allows us to overcome sin. So he says, he says, but whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. So because you are choosing to walk for God, through that suffering, suffering we overcome the sin that used to entangle us. What do you mean? Okay, so when you say that you are living for God, that means that you are living on the same stance as Jesus did in Matthew 26, 39. That you're living from the stance of not my will, but your will. You're living from the stance of not my desires, God, but your desires. You're living from the stance of not my way, Father, but your way. You're living from the stance of not my wisdom, but your wisdom. So again, I repeat, you not only are blessed because you, you we suffer for Christ, but through that, we also overcome the sin that used to entangle us. There's, there, when you're living for God, you're choosing to not rely on what you think anymore. So it's not about, should I go and lay down with this person? It's, now God don't want me to go lay down with this person because that ain't my person. So I'm not going to do it because I'm living for him. It's not... Should I go get drunk? I don't have to think about that because I'm not worried about my own wisdom. Now I shouldn't go get drunk because God says when I do that, I'm outside of the framework that he wants me to live in. And so I'm allowing the evil one to, to, to tip me and get in my way and, and allow him to come in my life and direct me to do things that I wouldn't do if I was truly living for God. So when I'm truly living for God, not only does he bless me, because of that suffering for him, him, but he also allows me to overcome sin because of my choices to live for him. Okay, and then let's go to verse three and six, and I want to read it again. Uh, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans do. So, so Paul, uh, 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 Peter also goes in it to talk about us a little bit. He tells us, you know, you've done enough of that. And you understand, you understand that you've done enough of that because you, you've had now chosen to live for God. So you understand you, you were fed up with, with doing those things. But 
Peter warns us that living for God won't always look like what you want it to look like to other people. He says, when you choose to live for God, those that still want to live of the world, it could be your friends, it could be your family, it could be anybody. But because you're now living for God, and those things you used to do, you don't do anymore, some people won't understand that. And so they, because they won't understand that, they'll try to indulge and try to get you to come back and do what they are doing. But I want to tell you something. And even then, he also says sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll treat you bad because you don't want to do what they want to do. You don't want to go to the club and get drunk no more. So you say no. So now you didn't changed up and you you different now. And oh, you just you just think you perfect and you just think you this and that and, and you just feel like you better than me. But let me tell you, please don't let that deter you or feel like you're doing wrong or feel like you're not walking in the light that God called you to walk in. Because one thing about that, it's not that you're doing anything wrong, but it's that because you are living for God, your godly life incriminates their sinful activity. So it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that the life that you have now chosen to live is incriminating them without you even have to say anything. It's the light that you're choosing to walk in that's now putting them in a space that because they know that that ain't it, they know that it's wrong, but because you're the one that was used to be my friend, I used to be able to talk to you about the stuff that I'm doing now. I used to be able to do it with you. But now that you're not doing it, and they still are, and they're choosing to still live in it, your change disrupts the things that they want to continue to do. So I wanted to say that we got to take two things from this. We got to take that we must watch the company we keep. We must watch the company we keep. You know, we never want to throw people away. We, want, we never want to treat people wrong. We never want to treat people out of love. We still want to carry the characteristics of Christ. But we have to watch how much access we allow others to have to our walk. We have to allow ourselves to watch how much access do we allow other people to have. A scripture that we just talked about recently, um, bad company corrupts good character. We are not strong enough as people to allow people to have access to us that are bringing bad character. We're just not strong enough. I know we say sometimes, you know, I don't do it, but, you know, my friends do it. I don't have to. I could be around them. I ain't going to get around. I ain't going to start. No, no, no. What happens is it's just like anything else. When you hang around enough, you'll start doing it because who's to say that the day that you start hanging around it, you've been good all along, but on this Saturday, you went through a hard day. Somebody just passed away. Uh, 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 you just got fired. Uh, uh, somebody just left you. You just lost somebody. You know, your boyfriend left you. Your girlfriend left you. And because of that situation, now you're around the stuff that, eases them for a little bit so you want to be eased too so now you fall victim bad company corrupts good character so we have to watch 
how we allow people to have access to us. And then the second thing that I, I wanted to bring to the table uh, within this part right here is also because we know that this is the case, because we know that some people are going to treat you a different way because you have now given your life to Christ, you're committed to Christ, and because of how you're walking. We have to be cautious of the ones that come to Christ and are new in Christ, are new babes, if we will, are, 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 are the ones that are just committing their life to Christ and we know of and we see and, and they commit their life to Christ through us because they see how we're walking. We have to make sure that when we do so, we don't allow them to come to Christ and then let them, let them leave. And we allow them to just walk by themselves. When they do come to Christ, we have to be those ones. We have to be those people of God that says, hey, you know, you know what, I've been walking with Christ too. And I know a group of people that, are, that will love for you to walk with them. It could be Repray Share. It could be any organization of real fellowship. We have to make sure that we pull them in because we don't want them to be the victim of those family members, those friends that say, oh, you know, you didn't gave your life to Christ and now you think you're somebody different and you ain't nobody. You still the same one. Uh, six months ago, you were just doing what I was doing. We don't want them to fall victim either. So we have to point two, we have to, we have to bring those in. Because Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine through 12, it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them fell, falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lies down, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Literally saying, nobody can do that walk by themselves, especially one that doesn't quite understand what living for God truly means. And so we can't allow ourselves as maturing believers, as maturing Christians, as people of God, to allow those that are coming in that have, have tasted and seen how good God is, but not just, not just there yet. They, they got to mature. We can't allow the world to suck them back in. We got to pull them in and show them the love of God and allow them to walk with us. All right. And so that's, that's the two points for those. Okay. So let's go to uh, verses five and six. And I want to read that again. Verse five and six, it says, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. And so right here, Paul, this was a hard part for me. So Paul is basically encouraging us not to worry about the suffering because of our change for God, because we all have to give an account to one at one time. Okay, so, so he says that the great thing about judgment is we have a chance to form what we're judged off of. I'm going to say it again. So the good thing about judgment is we have a chance to form what we are judged off of. 
we have an opportunity to live for God or we have an opportunity to live for ourselves or live for the world. But Peter says, since we have chosen to live for God, your judgment will be a blessing because the things that you chose to do was to glorify the one that's judging you. So you have to know that because you chose that route, your judgment will be a blessing. But if you don't, if you choose to live for yourself, if you choose to live for the world, your judgment will be of such. And so this is a word, man. I love that because people always talk about you'll be judged. You're going to be judged. Well, the great thing about that is I have a choice to choose how I'm going to be judged by the way I choose to live. It's my choice. You can't tell me where I'm going to go. You can't judge me. My grandma used to say, you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. So it's not up to you where I'm going. But it's up to the one that I'm living for that can tell me where I'm going to go. And that's good news to me because it allows me to be able to choose it. It allows me to be able to make the choice of where I'm going to go by the things I decided I'm going to do. Am I going to follow Christ or am I going to follow myself and the world? And then verse 6, he backs it up by saying, this is why the gospel is being preached to all, even those that are dead, i.e. non-believers. So that there's not an excuse come judgment day. Those that can be judged, those that judge can only be judged according to the body. But the judgment that matters, that everyone have to go to, is the one that's the judgment that happens after your earthly life is over with, which is the judgment of your spirit. And so I got a question I just wanted to start it off with. Uh, uh, and I want I to make this, this question, it, it, it was a hard question for me, but I really think if you answer this question, uh, you take some time with this question, that this question can literally form your life from today moving forward. And so the question says, starting today, starting today, what type of life will you be judged based off of? Because it's your choice. What, 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 what type of life will you be judged off of? Because it's a choice. All right. And so moving to 7 through 11, the other part of this, um, in this last couple of verses, I truly believe Peter gives us a blueprint. It gives us a blueprint for us to be able to live our daily lives, all right? And I want to read it real quick. He says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him 
be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Listen, this is the blueprint right here. Verse 7, he's encouraging us to know that Christ will return at one point. He's telling you it's not a maybe, it's not a um, I don't know. No, no, he's saying, listen, Christ is going to return at one point. And so it's a, it's a must that you stay alert and you stay of sober mind and you continually stay steadfast in prayer and communication with your father. Stay alert because we just don't know. Luke 12 and 40 says, you must, you always, you also must be ready because the son of man will come in an hour when you, he's encouraging us, hey, stay ready, stay alert. Stay in prayer, stay in communication. The second thing he tells us in verse eight, he says, love all. Peter in verse eight says, he gives us the key to life, love. When you show love, sin won't have its way in. There's no way you can love and sin at the same time. And I'm not talking about the world's love, I'm talking about God's love. And so what is love? Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices within the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always preserves. Love never fails. Verse nine, another key. He says, be a giver. He says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Literally saying, be a giver. And because, you know, the word hospitality and giver, I want to give you a scripture. Romans 12 and 13 talks about hospitality. It says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Be a giver. We have to aim to be a blessing to our neighbor. Who is our neighbor? Whoever is in need. That's our neighbor. And so he gives us another key. Be a giver. And then the last part of this, this is a quick lesson. Verse 10 through 11. I love this part because he says, if it, it, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, then they, they should do so as, as one who speaks the words, the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So in all things, God will be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Listen, Peter, Peter gives us simple directions. Use what God has given you daily. He gave it to you. He gave you the gift. Use it. Use God's gift. Okay? And everyone has a gift. And I, I love how Peter put this because he literally backs up everybody. He, he backs up the ones that know their gift. He says, use it. But then for those that, you know, I don't know if, I don't know what the gift is yet. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the gift. I, I got to see what the gift is. 
He says, okay, if you don't know what the gift is, then do the one thing that God has said for everyone to do. And that's just be a servant. He said, if you don't, if you don't know your gift, if you don't know, if your gift is not speaking, if you don't know what your gift is, he said, that's okay. But he said, what you do is you serve. We are all called to be servants. Are called to be a servant. And so John 13, 12 through 17, he says, this is Jesus speaking. Um, he says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. This is Jesus. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me a teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that, I, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And so Peter gives us the keys right there. He gives us great keys. The first key is you don't know when he's coming. So stay alert, stay sober, stay in prayer. Then he says, love all. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, always uh, perseveres. Love never fails. Then he says, be a giver. Romans 12, 13, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. We have to be a blessing to our neighbor. Who's our neighbor? Whoever's in need. Whoever needs a blessing. Be a prayer answerer. And the last thing, use your gifts. Whatever your gifts are. If you don't know your gifts, just do what God already called us to do. Be a servant. If Jesus can wash feet, We can wash some feet. Am I telling you to go wash some feet? No. What I'm telling you to do is be a servant. All right. And so just to wrap today up. So today I hope I was, uh, what was received was something that will allow us to go and know what living for God costs because we do have to suffer, but also knowing that our day today living for God, what it should look like. So as I close, let us buckle up and continue to live a life serving God through how we live daily that will bless us in totality, but it will also bless the world. And so I'll leave you with the two questions that, that I have for today. Starting today, first question is starting today, what type of life will you be judged by? And the second question for today is, how are you serving? That's the first part. And the second part of that question is, who are you serving? Because how you're serving should reflect who you're serving. And that's my lesson for today. 
I'll pass it back to you, Willie. Once again, thank you for joining us for another Read, Pray, Share podcast episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Read, Pray, Share. We appreciate your time. We pray it was a blessing in totality. And we're looking forward to walking this journey with you. Until next time, continue to do what we always say. That's read, pray, and share. Peace.